This episode of the Open Micros Podcast is brought to you by that dirty motherfucker, BJ DeBlow. He knows what he did. He was going to start his own podcast, but he was too chicken shit. Let's start our own. My name is Jason Robbins. I'm eating soup. I'm Jacob Craig. <laughs> you want to introduce our guest tonight? Yes, I do. These are some guys I met earlier this year um, at Pensacon, which uh, it was at a weird time this year because of COVID. Usually it's in February, but we did it in May, which was close to my birthday, which is memorable because then I got to go to McGuire's in Pensacola to get my birthday birth, uh, dessert, which was freaking awesome. So if you're in Pensacola, and you haven't signed up at McGuire's to get your birthday uh, dessert, you should do that. And uh, so, and if you're not from Pensacola, you should definitely go to Pensacola on your birthday yeah. just not for the McGuire's dessert. <laughs> and other than Exclusively that... Exclusively for McGuire's. <laughs> we have two people from the Fantastic People podcast, which uh, we did my episode during um, Pensacon, did it live. And we have... Up oh, first, we have Mr. Regan Bell. Hello. And Mr. Christian Jones. How's it going? Thanks for having us. Oh, yeah, man. Uh, it was a really um, fun podcast I got to do with you guys. We got to talk about Star Wars, and it's always nice to talk about Star Wars with other Star Wars fans, and mm -hmm. ones who feel like I do, as far as uh, <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> the fandom goes. <laughs> yeah. Because I That's feel a... like the fandom has gotten a little, not just Star Wars, but fandom in general has gotten a bit mm -hmm. toxic yep. the past few yeah. years. So. Yep. A lot of gatekeeping going on. Yeah. So I, I, now that you're on my podcast, um, so and you guys got to ask me what I thought about toxic fandom. We'll let's start with you guys. Uh, whoever wants to go first, what is your take on toxic fandom and what we can do to fix it? Uh, I think I'll, I'll jump in. Um, one thing that doing this podcast for a year, which I mean, the, for anyone unfamiliar, the concept of fantastic people is just. Everyone out there has something they're passionate about, something they love, a way they unwind at the end of the day. We want to talk to people about that thing. Um, and that helps us get to know them and appreciate them, but it also exposes us to new things uh, that Reagan and I prior weren't familiar with. So um, <clears throat> one thing that it's done, I think, is while there is a lot of like ownership and gatekeeping and fandom in general, this is going to sound like ownership and gatekeeping, and I apologize. <laughs> But I, I think it's kind of made us experts on fandom because talking yeah. to a variety of different fans of things, we've learned that there are problems that are just generic yep. among all of them. Yeah. Um, so gatekeeping, ownership, those are probably the biggest two. And I think ownership is really at the key of all of it. When you think you own the thing that you love, you're going to make a product that other people don't want to be a part of anymore. Star Wars, this is horrible about. You yeah. don't have to like the sequel trilogy. You don't have to like the prequels. You don't have to like the OG stuff. Uh, but somebody does. And so it deserves to exist. That way we all love Star Wars. Um, yep. Why do but, you, uh, Regan, why do you, uh, you touched on something, Christian, I want to ask Regan, like, why do you think we feel that because we love something like Star Wars or Doctor Who or whatever, why we feel we have ownership over things? Yeah, I think that, you know, when we experience something, a lot of the times we have a very personal reaction to it and a very personal connection to it. And so 
I think over time that causes us to feel this sense of like protection and ownership around the experience that we have. Mm -hmm. Right. And so it doesn't matter what anybody else feels. It's, it's what I feel and what the experience I had. And so if you start to present something that is different than that, well, that's not the right way. Right. And so then uh, those people are, are prone to react uh, very protective of that. And well, oh, that's not the right way to do that. Or, oh, that's wrong. Oh, they're changing it and change is bad. Yeah. <laughs> uh, you know, they're putting too much, too many women in there. Those darn women, you know, yeah, it's like females don't exist. What yeah, it didn't exist in Star Wars, except for, you know, being a princess. And uh, that's it. Right. So that's the I think that that's weird. What, I'm sorry to interrupt you. Yeah, I, you're good. This is something I wish we'd have touched on when we were doing the podcast for Fantastic People. Why f- fanboys? I'll just use the word mm-hmm. fanboys. Yep. Why? And there's no other way to say it. Why do they hate females so much? I don't know. I don't don't understand. Yeah, I don't either. I'm I'm not going to say the group name, but I'm a part of a group on uh, Facebook. I don't know why I'm a part of this group, Uh, but it's very much that protective uh, changing gender swapping is bad. Adding women race swapping like this whole thing. It's like such a negative gatekeeping protective over the like what it used to be. And it can't be anything different. And it's like really 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 bad in that group and i was thinking about that today i'm like what what the heck is the problem why why are we making such a it's a fictional character it's a fictional character and we're getting so upset over it being a little bit different than it was when we first discovered this thing like it's a made-up thing it's okay to be different yeah what's so curious too about star wars specifically is the character of leia is not at all really tropey fantasy female character she is a uh leader she is an all you know they eventually we say almost general i mean she is the head of the military she is the head of the rebellion um and even though she gets captured and saved in the first one which is kind of tropish but she's got an attitude i mean she's in that is a a gender breaking character that is not what women characters were in fantasy films or stories that was unheard of at that time in the 70s it's leia and ripley i mean those are that's before we go any further i do have something to say about that (laughs) um first off jacob how's that soup (laughs) it's fucking amazing dude you have no idea (laughs) what kind of soup is it it is tomato soup my all-time favorite i love tomato soup um but here's the thing. Back in the 80s when I was a kid, we had a lot of very strong female characters. Like you said, Ripley, um, you know, Princess Leia. Um, what are some of the other ones from that, that time? There's a lot of science fiction movies that have strong female characters at the time. And we didn't have a problem with that mm-hmm. at the time. Why now are we having such a problem with adding strong female characters to science fiction fantasy. I have a theory. I have a theory that I kind of want to bounce off of our guests here, Jason. Um, I feel like there's a group of people out there that these kind of films attract, like Star Wars, Alien, these franchises, where women are maybe, I, I would say, unattainable to them. Hmm. and uh, they see women as cruel creatures 
mm. because they're uh they're incels is basically what I'm trying to say. That's that's all that's what I that's my opinion. I, I think that may have been true. I mean, it's certainly with probably a generation of people like yeah. Reagan's talking about the group he's in. There is a an age yeah. group that fits that mold. I don't think that's true anymore, which may be why younger people are probably more accepting of those things. Mm. Um, and because nerd culture is mainstream. I mean, yeah. uh, on our last episode, Steve Weiss was talking about like there was a group of people that need to have something that's exclusively theirs. The yeah. fact that it's mainstream doesn't yeah, work pro- for yeah. them. Yep. And I think that maybe that's also part of it. I'm not trying to defend these people for being a-holes because they, they're just <laughs> jerks, but that's well, just the way it is. I started going after people on Twitter the last month or so after the, uh, the new Master of the Universe dropped on Netflix. I don't know if you guys have seen it yet. Well, Yeah, I watched it. Um, should I try? If you, you haven't seen it, Regan? I haven't, but that's okay. So you don't <laughs> care if I spoil it, right? No, you're, <laughs> you're fine. You're, you're fine. listening to spoilers. Yeah, he man dies in like the first episode, and the whole point of the 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 series is that you know Tila kind of becomes the one that everybody goes to to try to bring He Man back from the afterlife, and so the whole series is centered really around her, around uh, Orko, um, and the other you know uh, main characters of the he-man the peripheral characters of the he-man universe which the i masters think is of awesome. the universe yeah and they brought he-man back in the last episode but then he immediately gets stabbed by skeletor and <laughs> i loved like, it so much it, <laughs> it's like holy like i was shocked i was like holy shit they brought him back to life just to immediately stab him That's to awesome. death and it ended on a cliffhanger and people went batshit online, yeah. like going after Kevin Smith. And I'm like, first off, you idiots. <laughs> it's a, it's a, like even Kevin Smith said this, like Mattel went to him to make this series that's called He-Man and the Masters of the Universe. Do you really think he's allowed to kill off the main character of the toy line they're trying to sell? Yeah. Are you that thick? Second of all, do you not, because we live in an era of uh, uh, binge watching, nobody knows what a cliffhanger is anymore. Mm -hmm. When I was a kid, everything was a cliffhanger. If you were watching DuckTales and it to be continued, you had to wait to the next day or the next week to find out what happens. Don't even get me started on DuckTales. <laughs> but nobody, it's like nobody, like, let the story finish out before mm-hmm. you form an opinion of it. And it's okay if you, if by the end of it, you didn't like it, that's okay. It's okay to not like things. The entire cartoon series from when you were a kid is still there. Mm-hmm. It's not, they didn't like, Mattel didn't like grab all the DVD and VHS copies of it destroy them and then destroy the master tapes that way you can never watch it again that's not gonna happen so i just don't understand why people are so upset and the number and third it's a cartoon yeah for children it's a cartoon for children yeah 
Hey, never say for children like that ever again. <laughs> just do me a favor. Just never do that ever. Yeah. Sound like Candyman. Yeah. yeah. I, I actually, I, I loved the He-Man, the new one, um, because for that very reason, I thought it was a very fun way to bring those characters back. Uh, and the second part of that is it kind of is self-aware, like it makes fun of the old He-Man cartoon and the, there's always a lesson. I thought they did that really well, but when they doubled down on killing He-Man, I knew it would piss off the internet and therefore became my favorite thing they've ever done. I mean, the, whatever makes fanboys and the internet mad is my new, that's my joy in life. That's what I want to be a part of. But there's a thing in your writing <laughs> called stakes. Yeah. <laughs> Especially oh, yeah. when you're writing <clears throat> you know, an action story, there has to be stakes. And when you, go, when you actually kill off some of your you know, mm -hmm. Masters of the Universe characters, that just makes it more heart, like, um, I don't know, more emotional, like, and, and makes you yeah. more invested. Like, it, wouldn't well, it be boring if it was just another remake of, you know, like, the crappy old uh, anime, like, what was it called yeah. back in the day? What was that animation? Um, Filmation? If they mm. just redid a whole season of, like, old Filmation, it was, like, just bad mm -hmm. animation and Look. bad voice acting like that would just be boring nobody would want to watch that they'd be pissed off if we if they did that like oh it's just yeah. the same thing it's nothing new like what do you want and that's really what made um game of thrones so popular because at the end of the first season they killed the main character they killed mm -hmm. off ned stark and it made everyone realize oh no one is safe yeah so i have to watch this series on the edge of my seat every single episode because yep. anyone can die at any moment at least for the first four seasons, that's true. Yeah, at least for the first four. After that, is don't even watch it. Then the last two seasons, we're going to film it so dark, you're not going to be able to see anything. Yeah, yeah exactly. It's like, we're going to film the biggest fight scene ever filmed in the dark with one flashlight. <laughs> <laughs> with just a flashlight and a camera. That's it. But even Reagan, uh, Reagan's never watched Game of Thrones. He can't participate in this uh, conversation. Oh, I got nothing. Wow. Yeah. Watch. Come on, man. You got to watch like the first four seasons. Yeah, yeah. the first four seasons yeah. rock. It ends crappy, but those four first four seasons are great. Yeah. I even like the sixth season. The sixth season's my favorite season, if I'm being honest. Because the Battle of the, the Bastards was pretty. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah. That it's whole thing. Uh, Reagan just ignore this, but that whole thing where <laughs> it's the Battle of the Bastards starts and Jon Snow thinks he's alone and he just draws his sword and is yeah. like, yeah, come on. Like, that was like, okay, Jon Snow's one of the best characters anyone's ever written. Well, you thought that at the time. Uh, we you can, thought that yeah. at the time. <laughs> Look. Aegon Targaryen, for some reason. But yeah, let's, uh, let's ignore that. <laughs> let's say that that never even happened. Um, I'm curious, though, what are you guys, because your podcast is built around you interviewing people who are super fans of a thing. So I'm interested to know what things you guys are super fans about. Reagan, you want to go first? Oh, man. Yeah, sure. <clears throat> so, of course, Star Wars. Star Wars is my number one. Uh, and I could, we could do, we could talk about that the whole time. There's plenty to talk about. Uh, I would say, I don't like admitting this, but I guess I can my say. My little pony. No, no, no. <laughs> At this point, it's true that I am a I am a super fan. I'm close to, I'm close to a super fan. 
of Power Rangers. Uh, having grown okay. up in the 90s, I always enjoyed enjoyed it, but recently went on a deep dive. Uh, we had an episode of our podcast with a guest that was a super fan of Power Rangers and uh, kind of got me hooked back into it. So I am, I am power binging. Like, well, I took a break, but I was power binging. We're basically covering a season a day, uh, season every two days, and that's like 30 to 40 episodes. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so uh, I was, uh, yeah. So the way to do that, you speed it up 2x, and then you figure out, I figured out the, uh, the, the rhythm of like the show. And so I'd fast forward through fight scenes, Zord battles, all the crazy, boring, repetitive stuff, and just get the meat of the episode, which is like five to seven minutes. And so I would just have, and so when you cut it, <laughs> when, you, when you cut it, when you cut it to 2x speeds, you're really crushing it in about two and a half minutes. He was there uh, for the story. Big fan yeah. of the uh, Yeah, exactly. Uh, just um, the story. Yeah. Not, not the, I mean, you know, I, I will say I got to a point where I was like, oh, I've never seen these seasons, right? Mm. Like. Basically, after I got out of middle school, I quit watching. And so once I caught up to that, I have slowed down, uh, but I'm still doing it 2x. I'm, the stuff got way more extravagant. The fights got way more extravagant. The Zord battles got way more like crazy and creative and all kinds of stuff coming into the lore. So I kind of, I watch more of that as, as I go, but I can still do about a season and a day and a half to two days jesus so, yeah it's a lot I yeah took a it's br- still a lot of tv <laughs> it's, it's a lot I, i've taken a break though because I, I was getting burnt out i was like this is a lot and now there's other things i want to watch so i'm gonna well, power probably rangers has been going for like 30 years now so how many yeah. freaking seasons are there so i think i'm on 14 and i've been doing it since uh and i wasn't doing it that fast at first but i've been doing it since was it been july i think uh so i'm through to 14 and i think there's like 27 we're maybe 28 now. I don't know. I think we're on 28 now. I think we're on 28. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, so, so how, how is the Power Rangers fandom? I don't really know too much about it. It's, um, they're, 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 they're they something. seem pretty calm. <laughs> you don't hear too much about them. <laughs> yeah. I mean, so I'll, I'll say this, uh, speaking of Pensacon earlier, I went to a, uh, there was a, there was a panel. I could be loosely called a panel. This guy was doing like some sort of documentary and I left in the middle of it because it wasn't very good. But um, <laughs> the, the people that were sitting, the people that were sitting around in the room were very energetic, very. Uh, uh, they're not. They're just they're people, you know, they're just they're quirky. They're uh, yeah. they're, they're your typical okay. they're your typical quirky, nerdy people. Who, would, who you would expect to be into Power Rangers. Yeah, probably. So you wouldn't expect me. Um, but yeah, it was, <laughs> they're, 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 they're nice. We, the guy that we had on was really great. Very, very, you know, he works in the professional world. So he's, he, he knows how to adapt. Um, but yeah, that's all I'll say. Yeah, I've, I've met a lot of the original Power Rangers. And I have to say that, like, they're used to, at this point, their fandom. And they are like, so nice. I mean, they are mm-hmm. some of the yeah. nicest people. Didn't um, one of the Power Rangers like kill somebody with a samurai sword? Yes, not one of the original <laughs> yeah, ones, did. but someone <laughs> yeah. did. Yeah, that's hardcore, sure. man. If you're gonna yeah. murder somebody, do it in style. <laughs> but when you were a Power Ranger, I yeah. mean, you're trained, right? And that that's what, yeah, that's what you do. Yeah. <laughs> so I am looking forward to that. That they're coming to Pensacon this year. Uh, a lot of the original ones, so that'll be cool. That's oh, awesome. who else coming this year? Oh, uh, God, so uh, Amy Joe Johnson's coming. Um, oh, uh, JDF. JDF is coming. 
um what's his name that played billy david yost uh david yost Yost. i've met david yost he's an absolute delight i feel like there's one more but i can't can't remember off the top of my head i've never got a chance to meet amy joe johnson is is she married do i have a shot i don't know she's like what 30 years older than you yeah i don't care dude (laughs) we we still got it we had this discussion on an on an earlier podcast. There are okay. some women that no matter how old they get, it's always going to go down. Okay. Right. Dolly Parton, Linda always going to go down. Dude. Yeah. Leah yeah. Thompson, always going to go down. You, you oh, yeah. shoot your shot. Uh, but Isn't yeah, it funny no. how Leah Thompson, like, because, you know, she had the old makeup on her back in, mm-hmm. like, Back to the Future, and she actually looks better in person than she did when they put makeup mm-hmm. on her to make her look old. I think that's yeah, I, I still would have done it. I don't, <laughs> I don't good jeans. Yeah. Very good jeans. But yeah, uh, you, you mentioned the uh, the guest list. Dude, the guest list for Pensacon this year hot. is insane. Yeah, it's very good. Yep. It's going to be. And I mean, still plenty of time for more people to get announced. I know. Yeah. And plenty of time for Delta to just kill it all. Yeah. Yeah. I'm trying not to get too excited. Well, we're still a good six, <laughs> what, five, six months away. So yeah, hopefully. yeah we still got some time. We'll yeah. be fine. What about um, you, Christian? What are you a uh, What are you a huge fan of? It's a big question, bro. Um, yeah, definitely Star Wars. Uh, gosh, I don't know. I'd say probably the big three: Star Wars, Doctor Who, Harry Potter. Um, and there's Lord, Lord of the Rings too. Man. Lord of the Rings, anime. I mean, I cover a very yeah. wide basis. Um, I uh, have a family and kids, and you, I probably ignore them more than I should by watching anime <laughs> and reading Harry Potter books. So. Yeah, yeah, dude, he, that's what it's all about. He he talks about the things he's reading and watching, and I'm like, dude, you have one more kid than I do. Like, what? How? How? Uh, but it's great when you have a job that you just sit there all day. So yeah, yeah, I have a very feast or famine job. So when it's famine, I'm powering through HP or <laughs> you know the latest anime and. And I was having but, a conversation about anime the other day, and it's kind of like, how do you even get into anime? Like, there's so much of it. Like, I've seen gotta, the surface yeah. stuff. Like, I've yeah. seen Akira, and, yeah. you know, I, I watched the first episode of, um, what's the one with the big, big giant guy with the no skin? Uh, Attack on Titan. Attack on, Attack on Titan. Titan. Yeah. I was just like, I watched the first episode. I was like, eh, this ain't for me. But like you I like the Ameri- I like the Americanized yeah. anime, like you know the Castlevania series and stuff mm-hmm. like Dragon that. Dragon Ball like, Z, baby, Clone Wars. <laughs> but like even Dragon Ball Z, I've had so many people try to yeah. get me to watch that hey, show, and I'm like, you trash Dragon Ball Z I'm on my gonna, podcast, we're gonna have problems, Jason. I'm not Robbins. gonna trash it. It just seems so daunting because it's like there's like 35 years of this stuff. You know, like Dragon Ball Z started in like 1985 in Japan. Well, but Dragon Ball Z, not Dragon Ball and not everything after it, just Dragon Ball Z is nine seasons. So that's just like a good running TV show. Yeah. It's also like 260 episodes. So, yeah. Hey, man, don't tell them that, okay? <laughs> I, I will say this. I, and I appreciate you having me on, but Jacob, I got to tell you, Dragon Ball Z is not where to start with anime. No. It, if you were an eight-year-old boy, perfect. It's the yeah, best dude. anime. But if you are a man... No, no. It, it, I didn't it, say it, I was a man, Christian. <laughs> I said I like Dragon Ball Z. I like it too, but I like it now for nostalgia. So I wouldn't it, recommend anyone. I wouldn't recommend that being a starting. If you point do have a suggestion for somebody like me who who has never really watched too much anime, like what would be your suggestion? Like something that's easily, like you know, 
baby steps, like easily digestible. So um, my two wrecks would be one Cowboy Bebop, uh, which you may have seen if you've watched. I've heard Akira. a lot of good stuff about that. It's easily consumable. It's like twenty episodes. Um, it's about space cowboys. So if you like Firefly or you like Han Solo, oh, yeah. you're gonna like Cowboy Bebop. If you like jazz music, jazz is a central part of of the plot of Cowboy Bebop. Not uh, doing great with convincing them in that. No one likes jazz music. Come I on. love jazz Whoa, music. Whoa, those are fighting words. Uh, fighting words the, from Jacob on the show. The other one I would recommend, uh, which is a good example of anime just being bizarre and weird, is Assassination Classroom. It is about an evil squid that blows up the moon and will blow up the earth. <laughs> Jason Space. <laughs> are you sure? In one year. But in that year, he teaches middle school. Um, it's super. Why? Weird. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, uh, it is. It is the most heartwarming show I've ever watched. Like it is really every episode. There's like a you know a small lesson. Um, but it's just it's about people being kind and caring while they're meeting their impending doom. I mean, when uh, your first sentence is an octopus that eats the moon, I'm just like. All right, I'm out. I'm in. I'm in. That made me want to watch great. it. It's I want to know where this is streaming. I am in. Uh, I, uh, my... I, Go ahead. I, I have a rating scale that's personal to me, uh, which is everything is either better or worse than Michael Bay's Transformers. That's the most mediocre <laughs> thing yeah. ever made. Uh, and it's definitely better than Transformers. I would absolutely recommend you give Assassination Classroom a chance. All right. I'll, you know give it a, I'll give it a try. Is it on Netflix? or It's Hulu on Hulu. Okay. Yeah. Hey, Jacob. Yeah? We got to tell the listeners about Brez Coffee Company. Oh, they're coffee for gamers by gamers. That's them. 100% free trade Colombian coffee roasted right here on the Gulf Coast in Pensacola, Florida. Sounds perfect for all-night gaming sessions, no matter what kind of gamer you are. Video games, tabletop, card games. Brez has what you need to keep sharp. They got all kind of flavors to choose from, like good for gaming light roast or the necro medium. See, I like a good dark roast, like the critical gaming dark. You can even add flavors to your coffee, like iCast Fireball, which is a fireball whiskey flavor. Can't decide what you want? Then just try their specialty sample pack. Whatever your coffee of choice is, they got you covered. Head on over to BrezCoffeeCompany.com and use the code OMPODCAST to check out for 10% off of your order. Amazing! So are you guys fans of anything that is not particularly nerdy? Mm. But you're just fans of. Like like I'm, Yeah, I'm guys, actually, why are you such nerds? No, because I, I like I'm a huge fan of Scrubs. Like it's one of my favorite oh, okay. TV series okay. of all time. Like I could yeah. I could probably do probably win trivia. <laughs> Scrubs yeah. trivia. But is there anything like that you guys are are fans of? Yeah, for sure. So I'll go first. Uh, I would say the the office and uh, friends. Actually, I am working my way back through friends right now. So we, I don't know what inspired. Oh, it was the on HBO the um, mm. the the like the reunion special. that they did. Yeah. I was like, oh, I'll, I'll watch that. I love Friends. And then like watching them go back and relive moments of the show. I was like, I, I hadn't. It's probably been like five or six years since I had watched it all the way through. I was like. I'll start watching it again. Uh, and it was like sitting in to the most comfortable chair yeah. <laughs> that you've ever sat in. It was just like this 
peace, the, the, the music started playing and it was like this peaceful, uh, I had, a, I had, a, I had my, my family was gone. Like, I think, I don't know where my kids were. I don't know. I was at home by myself. I was at home by myself. It was like a night. Where are the kids at? Myself. Oh, well. Yeah. I think they were staying with somebody and my wife was out of town. So I turned it on and I just sat down on the couch, had my dinner and my drink. And it was just like, ah, oh, everything's right with the world. So friends for sure. And then uh, the office is a good one. I've watched it through a couple of times. Um, and, you know, friends, I think because of Nick at night, uh, watching it in high school and college, like over and over and over. Every night I'd sit down and like eat and watch Friends. And See, Friends it just is one of those running. shows that I I never watched back in the 90s. Like I just mm. was not interested. Like I was a big Seinfeld fan and I watched things like Seinfeld, The X-Files, things like that. And I just wasn't a, I never saw an episode of Friends until few years ago when it was still on uh, Netflix, I was like, I'm going to yeah. give it a try just to, to see what I was missing. I got to about the second season and I just fell off. I don't know. Really? It just felt so yeah. dated to me. Like, I guess yeah. because I didn't have that nostalgia for it. Right. Like, right. It just really didn't connect but with me. I, and I guess maybe, and I guess I can say this, like in a way it probably shaped a lot of my humor because there are moments where, and you're right, it's dated. There's so much about it that's dated and it's even like references and everything, but I'll, I find myself still cracking up laughing at almost every episode. And yeah. it's like, I think maybe too, because now it's been five, six, seven years since I've watched it and I'm more of an adult kind of experienced in life. And so I get probably some of the references and some of the jokes I maybe didn't get before. Yeah. Um, and so it feels fresh in that way, but it's, it's good. Christian, what about you? Yeah. Uh, yeah. I mean, the office up there, um, I don't know, man. I consume a lot of nerdy stuff. So it's speaking of the office, with... have you guys listened to that new podcast with uh, Brian Baumgartner? Uh, the guy I that listened played, to one episode. Um, uh, Kevin. Uh, Kevin. Um, yeah. His new po- he's got two new podcasts now. One was uh, Deep Office Deep Dive, and now he's got another one called uh, Just the Office. I think um, mm. they're really good. If you're Office fans, I highly, highly recommend those podcasts. I'm sorry, I yeah. didn't mean to interrupt you. No, you're, you're good, good, man. I always appreciate a wreck. Um, I also, I mean, I'm a musician, so I oh. like to buy. I like to buy instruments and then pretend I'm going to learn how to play them. So, uh. um, in the last couple of years, I bought a mandolin and a ukulele, and I mean, I can play them okay. So that's probably the other thing I do with my free time is I try to learn something new. As dorky as that sounds, so you and my dad would get along great because my dad uh, has been a guitar player since the 60s mm-hmm. and now oh, that wow. he's retired uh the last couple of years like he doesn't have anything to spend his money on except for mm-hmm. like weird instruments like mandolins and like he had he literally had a banjo custom made for him that That's strung dope. like a guitar <laughs> like That's he just had it dope. made I'm like this is the weirdest thing ever you play it like That's a awesome. guitar but it sounds like a banjo wow. yeah banjo's next on the list That'll be one day. I'm a, I'm a, actually, Jason, I know you are. I, I'm a drummer originally. Yes. Um, so I went to school for music and in college learned how to play piano and learned how to play guitar. And ever since then, it's kind of been expanding. So I'm up to about probably 12 instruments uh, that I could, I would say, play kind of successfully. Were you giving Prince a run for his money on how many instruments you can play? Not that good. Not that good. <laughs> Nor awesome. that sexy. 
<laughs> oh come on, man! You get you get some assless chaps and some some high heels. <laughs> that is a I show I would go to. I would go to that show. <laughs> you guys put that out as a special uh, YouTube episode. Yeah, yeah there we yeah, go. Yeah, do do a live episode of Fantastic uh, People, yeah. all assless chaps. That'd be something. My butt on the screen the whole time. Yeah. But what's your uh, what's your favorite genre of music? Ooh, big question. Um. That's tough, man. I like a lot. I like a lot of genres. Um, I would say it's probably easier for me to choose musicians over genres. Um, I listen to a lot of Dream Theater, a lot of Led Zeppelin. I listen to, talking about jazz, I listen to a Japanese pianist called Hiromi a lot. Um, yeah, I know. Alison Krauss. I mean, I cover a lot of varieties, but uh, I, I, I'm probably more attracted to individual musicians versus whole genres. You should go back and listen to our episode we did with uh, Leland Sklar. I don't know if you know who that is, but he's a bass player that's been that's pretty much on every album you've ever heard since mm. like the late sixties. And talking to him was like talking to a god. Yeah, so, <laughs> it yeah. was incredible. Yeah, talking to him. here in um, <clears throat> Biloxi, he actually has one of his custom double necked basses at the Hard Rock here in awesome. Biloxi and on oh, awesome wow. display. Yeah, he's worked with Dolly Parton, Ray Charles, like straight legends just all through his career. He did the A-Team theme yeah. song. I freaked <laughs> out dope. about that. That's every, great. Every theme song you heard in the 80s, he played bass on. Yeah, <laughs> like Rockford Files, yeah. uh, Greatest American Hero. That's awesome. That's awesome. He was uh, on the White gonna... Chicks album. Yeah. <laughs> you guys are going to have to tell me how you get connections like that because I just want to pick people's brains and, and hear well. them tell stories like that. You know, Christian, it's just, you know, no, when it comes to do. getting people on podcasts, I'm kind of the guy around here. You start a podcast and you kind of fall ass backwards into getting different guests. That's how we That's the guy that doesn't get the guests. I work hard, man. <laughs> hey, but you fell ass backwards into it. Don't lie. <laughs> I'm yeah, just I did it on accident. Whatever, bro. <laughs> Whatever, bro. I'm, I'm happy to be on the list with people like yeah. that. For sure. I listened to the like the last two or three episodes and I was like, I am totally unqualified to come on here. <laughs> These are like legitimately we don't belong talented here. people. And yeah, yeah, I just I ask people why they watch Star Trek weekly. Yeah. So I don't Reagan, think I've ever asked you, Jacob. Uh Jacob's the youngest one out of all of us. He still can true. barely A baby. Drink. Um <laughs> What is your kind of uh, fandom? Not not necessarily nerdy stuff, but are you a fan of any weird TV show or something that not a lot of you know not you, anybody would think you would be into? You gotta you gotta listen to our upcoming episode of Fantastic People to find out. That's true. Oh. That's true. Hint hint. Oh, I may be on the moon episode. <laughs> um, it's still pretty. I don't nerdy. know why I turned into Bill Cosby. Uh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, you gotta do the podcast. First, first of all, don't say I can barely drink because I can definitely drink and I can uh, I can do pretty well at that. Um, yeah, man. Uh, I'm I'm not going to talk about what our episode's about, but when it comes out, you'll be like, oh yeah, that's obviously I know that. Um, not really nerdy stuff. I can talk about uh, mixed martial arts, stand-up comedy, Tarantino movies, any of that kind of stuff all day long. Um, women, I can talk about women <laughs> all day long. Older, <laughs> older, gray-haired kind. Older, my age doesn't matter, dude. Doesn't matter. Chicken wings. If they look like Betty White. <laughs> 
Look, dude, I'd do it for the meme, all right? <laughs> I'd do it. I'd do it for the meme. If you have a shot with Betty White and you yeah, don't yeah. take it, it'll hurt you worse. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> Let's just be real oh, here, man. fellas. So the thing she, is, is she takes I, was, you. I was looking back to your guys' first episode. We're almost to uh, a little over exactly a year yeah, since yep, your yep. first nope. episode. Getting dropped. ready to celebrate that, actually. Yep. <clears throat> so It's um, been a wild ride. How did and you something. guys come up? Like, how, did you guys um, know each other beforehand, or how did you guys get together for the podcast? We did. Our wives are best friends, uh, and we went to school together in high school. So, but we weren't. We I don't. We weren't. We didn't really know each yeah. other then. Yeah, yeah. It's our we wives. knew. We knew of each other. Probably. Yeah, we knew that. We when we heard each other's names from our wives, we were like, yeah, oh yeah, we oh, went yeah. to school with that guy. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, go ahead, Christian. You, you, you. The idea originated in your brain. Uh, yeah. So of course COVID hit everyone like, you know, terribly hard. I'm not going to say that it was just us or anything. Everyone had equal pains there. Uh, and you know, funny enough, talking about Pensacon, Pensacon was the last real thing I did before <laughs> COVID happened. Like that was like two weeks yep. before mm -hmm. shutdown. And, um, it's this really weird thing. I had never been a con person and I started going like, I don't know, five years ago now. Uh, but it's this really welcoming environment where everyone, no matter what you're into, everyone's cool with you. So you're just like, oh, we don't like the same thing, but it's awesome that we're at the same place and yeah. let's hang out. And that's just a, that's a great atmosphere to be in. And so that was really fresh in my brain of having all this human interaction and then having no human interaction. <laughs> um, so the idea of the podcast was really born out of that. Like, yep. man, I need a way to talk to people. Uh, and maybe even people that I don't know, but hey, at this con, I could just talk to a person because they're literally wearing the thing that they're into at this thing. So I can immediately have a conversation with them. Uh, and so I thought, well, why not do a podcast about that? Why not just talk to people about the thing that they love? So instead of you wearing, you know, a shirt with Goku on it, I'll just type you an email and you say, I'm really into Goku. And you're like, okay, well, come on, let's talk about Goku. Um, and that's, you know, I came to Reagan, I pitched it to him, and it probably was like a three or four month process, maybe longer for us really fine tuning it. And then another 10 month process of doing it before we really, I'd say, nail it. Figured it out, yeah. Uh, but it's been just really rewarding, I think, to talk to people, one, about things about they're passionate about, but two, people who obviously don't get to talk about that thing a lot. So yeah. Like we had a doctor on who talked about woodworking. And so this guy spends his, his day helping people. Not one person ever says, what do you do when you go home, doc? Right. Uh, but we did. And it was just, it was a joy, you know, to, to spend time with people like that. Yep. hundred percent. Uh, and I think for me, the, the, uh, the curiosity got me, you know, like who can we talk to? Who can we find in town? What, what, you know, and I, I kind of am the driver behind like, trying to connect with business people or uh, local celebrities or the sort of those unattainables where you're like, okay, people know who they are along the Gulf coast, but they don't know much about them other than what they've contributed. Maybe the building they built or the restaurant that everybody loves to go to, or the bar that's like the local place in town that, but nobody, you know, really gets to know them behind the scenes. And when you, when you ask somebody what they're a fan of and you talk to them about it, they light up and they get excited and they get passionate and they start to tell you a lot about themselves 
without really realizing that's what they're doing, right? Um, you ask them about what they do for like what their job is, and they're like, oh, boring, right? And they don't, they don't get excited about it. So you say, you find out, oh man, you're into Star Wars. Holy cow, what's your favorite Star Wars? Or when did you find? When did you watch Star Wars for the first time? And they just go and they'll say, oh, I was at my grandma's house, or oh, I was with my dad, or that was the first movie I ever went to, and it means so much to me because my dad's gone now. And it's like they, you didn't ask them any of those questions, but they tell you that information because that's what they're passionate about and they get excited to talk. And so you get to learn a lot. So I would, I love to find out about people, to learn about people, what makes them tick. I've always been interested in that. And so to, to have the key to that by just asking, what are you a fan of? And then opening the conversation is, is it's exciting. It's engaging. Um, and we've connected. There's a lot of people that we have reconnected with that maybe we knew through connections or whatever over the years. Um, and that's been really cool to find out what they're into. And then also we've, we've met people like through recommendations of, oh, you should talk to this person. I'm like, I have no idea who that is. I'd love to talk to them. And then people we've stayed connected to through Facebook and through the internet. Um, so it's just been a really, a lot of people in, in a year, I think. So we think we have 40 yeah. episodes live right now. We have a couple we took down uh, for different reasons. And like so, I was t- you know, telling you the other day, um, you guys have a very highly produced and very pleasant to listen to podcast. Like I like listening you. to your guys' you. podcast. It's not starting you know, at your chaos episode, like this way. is. <laughs> it's actually <Don't>. produced. <laughs> the, the further back you go, the less the less polished it gets. But that's the nature of any podcast. Like, so, what do yeah. you think? Um, why do you think that kind of the like our generation? Like I'm a late Gen Xer. Like I was born you know, right when Star Wars hit up to, you know, millennials and Zoomers. Why do you think that fandom is such a huge thing? Because, you know, like my my dad, you know, the boomers, like the boomer generation, they're not really fans of stuff. Like my dad Mm -hmm. likes like the Mm -hmm. Beatles and Rolling Stones, like music stuff. But when it comes, like he's not like a big Howdy Doody fan, (laughs) you know, things like that. Why do you think pop culture... And nostalgia is such a, a force these days. I'm gonna days. let Christian answer that because he has a really good answer for it. Thank you. I I literally want to write a book on this subject. You need to. I am so to. glad you asked this question because I my answer might surprise you. It's 911. Uh, I think people Word. our I think millennials, especially are nostalgic for a, wor- a world before the war on terror. Uh, yes. <laughs> and unfortunately for Gen Z, they were born into a world mm-hmm. with the war on terror. And so anything that we relate back to that time uh, is going to, I mean, it's just gold for us. Uh, it's freaking catnip. And I think, you know, it's one of the brilliant things about the Matrix. Like the Matrix, they say this line, how the end of the 20th century was the peak of human civilization. Well, they say that because that's, that's when the Matrix was made. It was 1999. Right. They had to say that. But that's actually kind of true. It's true. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Things, yeah. Have been, things have been kind of shitty the last yeah, 20 years. Just a little bit. Steady yeah. downhill since yeah. the Matrix came <laughs> yeah. out. Because it was the Matrix and then Columbine, and it was just bad after that. Yeah. Uh, yeah. So And you know, it I think was, the internet has a lot to do with that. As good, as cool true. as the internet is, it's also, I think, the downfall of civilization. Very, it's very toxic in a lot yeah. of places. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, I think I think anything pre 9-11, and again, I think the internet's a great example too, because I think millennials 
have arguably, no offense, Jacob, the best relationship with the internet in that we remember uh, a world before I'm Gen it. Z, go ahead. <laughs> uh, we remember a world before it, and, and this is true for Gen X as well, And but, so we can appreciate the things that it gave us, but mm -hmm. we also can easily recognize um, the dangers. And I think, for some reason, boomers seem real susceptible to the dangers of the internet. <laughs> yeah. uh, You're telling me. Uh, yeah. <laughs> so... Yeah, I have uh, boomer parents that we have a real strained relationship <laughs> these days because literally because Fox yeah. News is poison. Yep. It's yeah. mind yep. poison. Get, yeah. I'm getting paler by the second. I don't know what's happening. You're, you're, <laughs> actually, right. you're actually dying right now. Right? <laughs> yeah, yeah. I, it's like my camera's changing colors on me. <laughs> yeah. Right. I, I'm getting sweatier by the second. Everyone's just seeing me melt on camera like a vanilla ice cream cone. So but you're, you're perfectly fine. Christian, if you write that book, I'm definitely going to buy a copy of it because Good. that is a Thank very, it, I never thought about that because the world changed, I think, so drastically yep. after 9-11. Yeah. Like things were just so different after 9-11. Yeah. And, you know, it's, we're, we literally just ended like two days ago, the 20 year war we were fighting after that. If you don't think that affected every part of our society, even the video yeah. games with which we play, yeah. yep. you yeah. are crazy. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Call of Duty, man. Biggest franchise ever. Well, yeah, would, would Call of Duty exist if it weren't, you know, anymore for those things? Rainbow or, Six. But... Would we still be playing in World War II? Like, yeah. Yeah. Well, and, and to, to, to kind of go off of that, these fandoms, these things, especially these massive followings like Marvel and Star Wars and, uh, you know, maybe anime, things like that they give us a sense of peace you know, in a lot of weird ways because of that familiarity, that nostalgia. Um, and, it, and a lot of the time it comes with lessons too, right? I mean, I think I know growing up, like I can't tell you how many times I've probably referred back to something that I learned as a kid as like a lesson. And it was from, from the Spider-Man cartoon. Well, yeah, right? everything had a... <laughs> Or the comics. Because or... when we were kids, like, especially when I was a kid back in the 80s, um, cartoons, like, it was, it was government mandated that they had mm -hmm. to have some right. sort of public service or, right. you know, like, some kind of a, a learning lesson. Right. Mm -hmm. That's because right. You're right. in the yep. early 80s, it was just wild west of, all right, we're going to make a toy line and we're going to make a cartoon about it and just, mm -hmm. you know advertised yeah. to these kids and the right. government had to step in and say hey you know cool it with the like if you're gonna yeah, you're do right. that put some kind of lesson behind it like yeah. i i still like the 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 ending of gi joe cartoons and one of them comes on and like don't get inside that refrigerator you'll die you know like you had to learn <laughs> something at the end of the yeah. more you know yeah yeah, yeah. Yeah, but you know, to that point, I think it's it's just so ingrained in us and who we are, and it it also just happens to be a form of entertainment, and so we we are a culture that loves to be entertained as well, and we're a, a, a generation that loves to be entertained. Um, but do you think that's so. to our detriment though, because we're not outliving lives; we're actually just yeah. <laughs> living other you lives. Know, I think through I think it can be. I think it can be. And I mean, there's a balance for sure. But, you know, I, I think about this as I get older and I have a family that's growing and, and responsibilities, a house, you know, 
the yard, all these things. Like I do, I drive by, I, I drive by houses of people that are in their like sixties and seventies and, you know, eighties. And, you know, I actually, I lived across the street. We have moved, but I lived across the street from a guy who was retired and he's in his eighties. He's gotta be him and his wife, just the two of them. Every single morning, at 6 AM, he's out in his yard pulling weeds. Every single evening he's standing out kind of being the neighborhood watch. He's not inside watching TV. You know, I'm like, if I'm, if I'm 80 and I'm retired, you know where I'm going to be in my lazy boy watching <laughs> probably star Wars or yeah. some sort of cartoon I grew up on or playing a video game. Like I'm not pulling weeds in my yard at 80, uh, but it's a generational thing that these guys, you know, they find that sense of pride and accomplishment and, and there's something to that, you know, they're wise, they're wise people. And then you've got other people like me that, you know, I'll find any excuse to play a video game. And uh, do you think you that know, our, what, do, what do we get for that? We get. Do you what do we guys get? think that our generation doesn't have a whole lot of stuff to actually feel like pride uh, about and things like that? Like, I don't know. I feel like it, it, the older Gen Xers and stuff, like from the '60s, and you know, my, like the Boomer parents, they had things to be like, you know, proud of, like life accomplishments mm. that they mm. they they did, whether it was. You know, like my grandparents' generation, you know, like World War II. My grandpa was a World War II, uh, you know, was in the Army in World War II and was at D-Day. Like, mm -hmm. he had all these stories and, like, all these adventures that he was on. And me, I'm just like, uh, <laughs> you know, I just watched Scrubs for the ninth time. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. yeah. I, th yeah. I think there's there may be something to that. I mean, certainly, I think. I don't want to say times are harder. They're not harder, but it's that they're just different. It's, they're not they're just they're different. Just different. Yeah. And like, I mean, you know, we talk a lot about uh, there's people much smarter. Than me can talk about the difference between inflation and minimum wage and all that. That's, you know, how much easier it was to own a house and a car 50 years ago than it is today yeah. uh, based on the standard livable wage. And I think I certainly think there's some of that, that it's just <laughs> harder to own those things. But I also I find, you know, I do own a house and I'm like, I find less pride in mowing my yard than I do sitting watching my Pokemon with my kids. I have more pride doing that. And I, and, and I think that's just, I think it's just different. I just think it's yeah. generationally no, I, different. Yeah, I agree. Yeah. I, Even I, when I, I owned a house, I was never that guy that would go mow the lawn and then just stand yeah. like on the porch with my coffee going, yeah, that's my lawn. I did. Yeah. I'm not that guy. Yeah, I've, I've done it, but. <laughs> You know, and to, I think about it too. Like they didn't have that stuff. They didn't. That's what they that they mowing your lawn was like something that you did because it gave <laughs> to you to escape to, your wife and kids. That's what <laughs> right, you did, right? Yeah. Right, yeah. and you 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 had a push mower so you could do it slower and and not you know. Uh, oh, I see more weeds. I gotta go pull the. You know, you had to find excuses to to decompress, and I think that's what it comes down to. You know, in our episode mm. where we talked with um, the doctor, the retina specialist, about woodworking, it comes down to an escape, right? And that's what these things are. Um, and, and finding something to do that gets your mind off of the, the day to day, uh, or gives you a, a place of your own. That's, you know, sure. We have family, we have you know, wives, kids, whatever, but we still have something that's your own. And I think what we've done in our generations, we've done that with TV. We've done that with games. We've done that with music. Uh, we've done that with forms of entertainment where, yeah, we don't find value in spending two hours cutting my grass just so I can cut it in four days in the summer. Like, <laughs> I don't care. Uh, but, but you know, hey, can I can I watch a TV show and find some value and get a lesson and be and laugh at the same time and also sit with my kids and sit with my wife and talk about it afterwards? Like, absolutely. You know, mm -hmm. uh, can I have a show that's just mine? Absolutely. Does my does my wife 
read Harry Potter for the fourth time and on her way to the fifth, yes. And so while she's doing that, I'll do something else. And then we'll come together and we'll do something else together. Um, so yeah, I don't know. I think it's, that's, like I said earlier, it's a balance. Certainly it could be to our detriment. We could, I've thought about that before. I'm like, you know what? I've spent three hours a night, seven nights a, you know, a week for like three months straight watching Netflix. What do I have? What do I actually have that's tangible for that? Right. Not a whole lot of anything. Well, to, um, but- to kind of jump on that, I think maybe you kind of hit something there that, you know, that we were talking at the beginning about toxic fandom. Maybe that toxic fandom comes from getting too deep mm-hmm. into a certain fandom because you have yeah. nothing else to do. Balance or, it with. Yeah. yeah. Right. Balance it with. Yeah. Yeah. Well, and yeah, you spend three hours a night for seven nights a week, multiple times in a run a month. You're going to feel very personal, very connected to that thing. Yes. And, and how dare anybody think differently or, or change it for you. Right. Mm-hmm. But, you know, to go back to talking about the lawns and working on your house or washing your car, whatever that is. I mean, there's, there's a sense of accomplishment for those things. You can, I, I have no tangible evidence of anything good from watching that much Netflix, but by, I, I will tell you, I, I learned, I learned a lesson. Don't cut your grass so low, right? I thought that was a life hack. Like, oh, cut it as low as you can. You don't, you don't have extra time. Seriously, you cut it high enough and you edge it just right. And you look at it and you're like, those edging, that edging is good, <laughs> right? Like, I get it. Okay. I do understand now. Now you're um, going to be the guy standing up on the porch with yeah, the coffee going, yeah, yeah. yeah. That's yeah. my lawn. <laughs> but but to, to my point, like I can look at the time I spent doing that and see that there was there was a result that I accomplished, right? Watching Netflix, once you turn it off and the show's over and that you hit the conclusion, it's like, okay, what now? I guess I'll find another show and like I don't know what I got from it, you know. So anyway, it sounds like I'm hating on it, but there's yeah. there's a balance. I no, I, I totally get what you're saying. Uh, about all that what do you think christian do you think that maybe the too much fandom is a bad thing well i definitely think too much fandom is a bad thing i do i think anytime you live in an eco chamber you're gonna have massive problems and again talk about the internet being a detriment it's because people find an eco chamber and they live in it and they stay there and so they think they're right um you know what the internet really is though it especially with social media and i've said this before it's given us a way to read people's minds mm. and yes. know what's yep. going on in people's heads. And it's not a pretty place. <laughs> other, yeah. What no, other you're people absolutely right. think. Yeah. The other thing, and I think this goes back to a point you made really, really early on, Jason, you're talking about in the age of binging, not having cliffhangers and stuff like that. I actually think the way we consume media is kind of the yeah. problem. Yeah. Uh, I miss the water cooler talk you know, the weekly consumption and this helps balance. This is kind of to Reagan's point. Mm -hmm. Like if I'm, if I have a favorite thing, but I'm only consuming it one night a week, I'm still also doing those responsible things where maybe I get a more immediate satisfaction and I'm still filling that bucket and I'm going somewhere else. But when I have 900 episodes of one piece to get through, that's all I'm doing. Yeah. Yeah. I'm not doing anything else. I think Disney plus, um, and we got to start wrapping it up here in a minute, but, I think that Disney Plus did a great thing, especially like with yep. the Mandalorian mm-hmm. and what they're doing with the new uh, Marvel stuff, piecing it out week by week like it used to be. Because I don't think maybe the Mandalorian might not have been as popular as it was if they'd have mm-hmm. just dropped it all at once. Right. But it's that water cooler talk. Yeah, it's that water. Boy, every week we were like, 
you know, everybody would rush to watch the episode and then we would just spend the next week talking about it and speculating until the next episode dropped. And then I think that's, there's something to that. Mm -hmm. Like we, we got out of that with the binge watching and I I don't think the binge watching thing is good for us. I think the, you know, the week to week thing actually works best. Yeah, I think going back to balance. I do think there's a balance. I like both. I like both models. I like having shows that are designed for the binge that are written as like a extended four or five hour movie and cut up into pieces so that I don't have to sit and watch it all. But if I do, I can, whatever. Uh, and it's very, it's very intense driven experience, yeah. but then I do like the water cooler, you know, um, sort of serial approach where, you know, you get one episode and then you're done and you get to talk about it and think about it and that's, process it. That's the fun part about fandom though, is mm-hmm. the talking about it and the speculation and like, what do you think's going to happen? What, what's yeah, your yeah. theory? You know? Like- well, yeah. And otherwise you, if, if, if you're like, you have some people that will binge the whole thing in one night or two nights and then they're out there blasting the internet talking about it and then you have people yeah. like me with jobs and a family who are like please don't talk please don't talk get yeah. off social media get <laughs> off social media until i can binge all of it because everybody's already seen the whole thing and so again with the the one episode at a time it forces us all into the same box where we can we can spend some time with it before we jump to the next one yeah well that's yeah, uh, i think means. that's a um what, what were you gonna say jacob I'm sorry. Oh, I was just going to say, uh, before we get out of here, I do want to ask our guests, uh, what's your favorite soup? <laughs> Good old bowl of chili. Specifically yeah. Chili's Kentucky. not soup, Regan. Chili's is, not soup, bro. Spe- Come on, man. Uh, Didn't we uh, have okay, this broccoli- discussion with, uh, with Compton? <laughs> what? We did. We did broccoli have this cheddar, discussion. Broccoli cheddar. I'll say broccoli cheddar. From, okay, uh, that's- from uh, Panera Bread. That's more respectable. Oh, uh, yeah. Potato. Ah, that's Ooh, a good one too. I like a good potato yeah. soup. Yeah. Outback Steakhouse, boy, you get that potato soup, you're already filled up by the time your steak come out. <laughs> oh, Charlie's oh. is gone now, but Oh, Charlie's had bomb potato uh, soup. They did, and then they changed the recipe. Like, oh, it's probably been 15 I'm sorry. Years I wasn't aware you were an Oh, Charlie's expert. I apologize. Just saying, it was good <laughs> until they changed it. <laughs> Do you guys consider gumbo a soup? Uh-uh. If chili's no, not a gumbo. soup, gum yeah. Correct. If, if chili's not a soup, gumbo's not. There's a soup. chili, there's soup, and there's gumbo. Okay. Yeah. Gumbo has a roux, right? So yeah. I think that's right. I think that pretty much isolates it as its own thing. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, because I was I mean, because Campbell's does make a, a gum a canned gumbo soup. So I was wondering, you know, does. But then, but that's getting technical though, because when you buy ramen noodles, it says ramen noodle soup, but you can cook the water out of that enough and just get some noodles. True. <laughs> I think that's just for Americans. They say they put soup on there so that yeah. we buy it. But Campbell's yeah. makes beef stew. This has gotten off the rails. Yeah. <laughs> and there's stew. You're right. There's stew. It's there stew. All right. But uh, um, let's go ahead and start wrapping this thing up. Um, let's start with Regan. Where can uh, everybody find you on the interwebs? Yeah, so uh, I think my Facebook profile is public, so you can just search my name. Uh, it's uh, Reagan, R-E-G-A-N-Bell, B-E-L-L. Uh, and then also on Twitter, that's at Fantastic Reagan. So it's aligned with podcast, and uh, I think that's it. Yeah, our website, I'll go ahead and give you that. That's fantasticpeoplepod.com. Uh, and we have a Facebook group too, Fantastic People Podcast Hangout on the Facebook. 
Yeah, I'm on Twitter. Uh, it's fantastic Jonesy, fantastic, and then J O N E S Y. Um, on Instagram as well, C underscore Jones underscore eighty nine. Um, yeah, and fantastic people. I will pump my other podcast, Real Phonies. Um, it is uh, a joy, but not family friendly. So probably more inclined for this audience than the fantastic people audience. Hell fucking uh, yeah, brother. Yeah. Uh, so yeah, that's where you can find me on the interwebs. Uh, what's your other podcast about Christian real quick? Uh, it is three, sometimes four former movie theater man- managers talking about the movie industry. Oh yeah. Uh, oh nice. So we all have a love hate relationship with it. Seeing as we, we loved working at a movie theater, but we hated working at a movie theater. I so. know exactly what you're talking about. Yep. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I need to check that out, man. Uh, and, and where can people find, uh, real phonies and fantastic people, uh, as far as podcast platforms? Uh, you can find us anywhere you find your podcast. Yeah. Yes. You know, Apple, Spotify, uh, both have websites. Both podcasts are on both websites, real phonies.com yep. and fantastic people Fantastic awesome. pod. Fantastic pod. pod. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. What about you, Jacob? Before we go, you got any uh, dates you want to throw out there? Let's see. Oh, I just got off the road, so I don't have too many dates. Uh, 9-11, I will be doing a music festival at the Celtic Party Fest. I'm going to be the only comedian, so, you know, that's going to be real fucking fun. <laughs> Airplane um, jokes, I hope. God, dude, I'm staying away from that uh, shit, bro. I am staying far away from wow that. not even referencing it i have i have 9-11 uh, jokes not Jacob, doing them on 9-11 you can't have 9-11 jokes you were only like a year old when that happened <laughs> yeah i know but for the shock value i have a couple of 9-11 jokes uh and every tuesday night at uh the juke joint in ocean springs i am your new host of the open mic at the juke joint anyone can come sign up and do jokes and uh yeah dude watch fantastic people keep up with it you can watch jason's episode Derek diamond's episode steve wise's episode my episode's going to be coming out soon uh I'm and you guys should get into that one yeah <laughs> I, I wouldn't it's kind it's of not... it's, yeah, it's, it's a call we'll call it a filler episode yeah. <laughs> yeah it's filler it's uh yeah but uh and you guys should we talked about this uh before but you guys should get uh wally phelps on your podcast because yes. he is a fan mm-hmm. of a lot of things so we'll take we will take any recommendations out from y'all's area because we're we're the, our, our our stick is uncovering the secret fandoms of the gulf coast's vips so anywhere along any of those states on the gulf coast we're yeah. trying to well wally is a uh, very known local comedian he was also my co-writer on uh monsters anonymous so he would be he a very good addition to the uh, the Sweet. Fantastic People podcast. Sweet. Awesome. But uh, yeah. well, let me go ahead and play our music and get out of here. Thank you guys again for, uh, for coming on the Thanks. show. Always a pleasure talking with you guys. Definitely got to have you, have you back again. And I can't wait to see you guys again at Pensacon this year. Hopefully, uh, hopefully Delta will fuck right off and we can actually <laughs> have a good yeah, convention man. this year. Yeah. That damn Delta 8, dude. <laughs> but if you'd like to email us, you can email us at openmicrospodcast at gmail.com. Uh, we're also on TeePublic at TeePublic.com slash OpenMicrosPodcast. Go get you a soup shirt with Jacob Craig's face on it. And uh, you can also go to our, our Patreon and support us. Patreon.com slash OMPodcast. And we will see you guys next week.